Get it? into other things and having social media and whatnot you know uh one thing we get out the way man is that we're kind of ha- we're kind of sad about this but we're kind of happy about this mostly sad because we're not gonna be there but anime expo light bro july 3rd and 4th we're not gonna be there because you can't because of the whole virus thing but it's gonna be virtual you can't buy stuff and everything I mean, it just sucks but, I mean, if you don't have social media and stuff or maybe just an exclusive stuff, I mean, they are going to announce some new stuff. Hopefully, that's going to come out this year or next year, you know? So, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, anime as well. I ain't tapping into that shit. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be bad because oh, we only been to, like, an anime as well once. I was excited for this year, bro. No fucking cap. I was ready to go out there and do my shit, we, man. We, we had some plans for this expo, like some pretty good plans out there, but we're going to have to save them for next year probably. Or Ooh. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Nah, so I guess anime expo light. It sounds cool. I like the idea. It gives people something to do, you know, during these hard times and shit. Um, well, I was going to say. I don't. I like it, then I don't like it because I like it, you know, like I said, you, some people that never been there they can see what they expect when they go next year but at the same time for people that's already returning it's like what why would we want to really watch this shit for you know we know what's going to be there we know what to expect it just the whole thing you're going to see shit that you want to buy you see shit like that i'm pretty sure when they show they're going to say oh we got a link down below where you could go tap into it you know what and i mean then you're going to click on that link and everything's going to freeze up you're like sorry due to more than fucking 10 people capacity yeah, we can't exactly not only that then you're going to have to deal with the shit the fact that some, let's say you see something like a uh, let's say like you seen a demon slayer poster you know what i mean you're like oh that shit fire and they say oh yeah just look down below you know it's going to take you years to find have one specific poster. You know what I'm saying? And not even that. When you get to it, it's going to be more expensive what it is. Then you got to pay the taxes and everything. Wait, all the shipping, too. Come on, man. That shit sucks. They even have real swords there at the NA Expo, man. You can't buy that shit on there. You said real swords? Yeah, they have real swords. I didn't see that shit. Yeah, they did? Hell yeah. Man, my funky-ass black sword I have in my room to this day. I look at that. So, so right when you walk in, I guess, in the stuff where you buy everything, you down is it was all the way to the left back corner they had real weapons forge and everything damn i should have bought that shit i wanted to get a samurai sword it was like 80 bucks i was gonna drop i already dropped i don't even know how much i dropped no i dropped like 100 over there so my little brother dropped some money on some man i remember some, he was some, dropping bread some hand painting right. shit man he was just, he didn't give a fuck about his money and he was just working at blaze pizza at the time like, <laughs> he said, "Just slide." Mm-hmm. He said, "Just slide my card. God damn it, just take it all." <laughs> Fuck, I don't blame him because that shit was overwhelming, bro. Yeah, that I can't wait to next year. I want to go back. Not even that. We could go, other anime. Nice, but other. Yeah, there's other ones in the IE. I mean, there's that one in Ontario. Mm-hmm. So we'll not even that. You tap go into t- that one. You can tap into the LA ones while you at it too. All right, so um, some sad little news and shit, but I mean. Not sad, but it's good. Funimation and Country Rolls for the people. They Black Lives the Matter. People, they, I kind of like the fact they actually kind of tweeted that That's out. That's not sad, man. It's it's sad because of the way how it's, it's gotten to this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's good because we know 
who's on our side. That's what I like. Yep. And that, I, I think um, Crunchyroll came out with it. I don't know if it was Crunchyroll or, or Funimation, but they came out with the statement that anime wouldn't be here without the black community. I think both of them said that. Oh, both of them? I think. Shout out to both then. That's what I say. I said, I, I know mean, that. You no, know, it's true. I mean, I, I guess, like, we've been watching anime for years now. And I, I guess it transcended, I want to say, like, two years ago or about two and a half years ago. About two ago, and a half years ago, it became like a popular thing for people. And then people started watching, you know, like the Naruto's and stuff like that. It started from the beginning to Demon Slayer and everything right now. They're making you know, anime trend everywhere, and which is amazing, which, I, you know, I love. I mean, it's showing everywhere. And like I said before in early in episodes before, you can have like um. You can have like a jock, like a football player with this nerd. And the thing they have in common is anime because people love anime. So people always have stuff in common through this. And my little brother used it as another example. He said something about like there's his, at his, he, he works in uh, the Air Force. He works in Oklahoma base, whatever. And he said that uh, everyone was scared of her, the commander or sergeant. I don't know how the rankings go, whatever, but no one really talked to her. And then my little brother's desk, he had anime posters and stuff like that. Then she stopped and he's like, you watched, um, I think it was Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. And they literally had conversations nonstop and no one really talks to this lady and then when she left everyone she she even she's like the only one that says bye to Isaiah's the only one that she says bye to my little brother everyone was like in shock be like we never seen her like talk to people like that what and that's then, yeah and then he even told me you know it goes back to what you said about like how anime can is for two different people but anime connects them you know oh yeah that's so, what yeah, we yeah. seen at anime expo uh-huh, like, so shout out to funimation and crunchyroll for that man man for real because it just shows who's on our side and it just brings people together bro the f- anime came a long way man we got black people on anime now even though they had it before but you know people say well that's just a dark-skinned you know japanese person you know what i mean but now they converted African Americans. You know, if you've seen Cannon Buster, that's a whole black cast and everything, which is cool though. I I like it, man. I just like it. It just, hey, when I seen that kind of like, yeah, I know it's gonna sound cheesy as well, but it warmed my heart to see that shit. You know what I mean? It, it kind of cheesy, but it just warmed my heart to see that shit. You know what I mean? But all right, so right now I'm gonna start a new segment for like this anime section. I'm gonna start doing these reviews, my personal take on what I seen. I'm only doing strictly anime i'm not gonna do the manga and shit but this, for, bu- this segment is called boogie reviews oh i need a drop though mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah all right so first episode man let's get it claymore if you haven't seen claymore it's on hulu right now i don't know if it's on country or Funimation, but it's on hulu it's on hulu motherfucker <laughs> all right so claymore is a shonen anime that was serialized in shueisha monthly shonen jump in 2001 this anime was soon came out in 2007 it was a pretty much a 26 anime um di- it did receive a dub version now claymore is a story pretty much like a revenge type story you know something happened blah blah blah, blah you know what i mean but the whole world of claymore is pretty much it's a doggy dog world where the yoma which are these like demons you could call them like yokai whatever but they can call yoma here and the yoma and the claymores are at war when you ask what is a claymore claymores are like these female warriors who hunt down these yomas. Their job is to like go to city to city or town to town in their own jurisdiction and pretty much um, hunt down these yomas that's terrorizing. They get money from the organization and yada yada, pretty much. That's pretty simple. Now, these claymores are these creatures that are half human, half yoma. That's the trick side. That's how they are able to take them down. The story of Claymore follows a character of Claire 
which is a female protagonist who has a pretty much dealing with a past and a ghost, you know, a ghost past type shit, if you want to say it like that, that still is hunting to her, hunting her to this day. Her story begins by saving a town and ends up saving a boy named Rocky who becomes a travel companion. You know, they it took them a while and they finally got to, you know, meet little love story type shit. You know what I mean? They kind of started to understand each other. Now, where the story kicks off is when we start learning about the dark side of being a Claymore. We start to learn about awakened beings and how Claymores can become awakened beings, which is pretty much a yokai. You know, not a yokai, a yomi, a yoma, I'm sorry. Now, how this kind of fits into where I said earlier about the revenge story, because we start learning about the um, character Claire's past, how she became a Claymore. She was a, just a normal human girl. She was found and rescued by the number one ranked Claymore, which her name was Teresa. They kind of formed a bond because, you know, Claire as a um, human, she kind of lost. You know, you've seen like a lot of times these one characters, like they're super sensitive. They're sh um, shallow. They're sad. They're hiding and everything, you know. But she seemed attached to Teresa. Teresa, she's like a Claymore. They really don't have feelings like that. They don't express that shit. So her kind of cling clinging on to her, she just follow her. You know, she's keep pushing her away, yada, yada type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as time goes on, they start to understand each other. Claire's clinging on to um Teresa because she could see the darkness in her saying, like, she's lonely. She's this. She's that. And she's trying to save her. You know, it's weird because you don't see like a little child. This um Claire was like maybe one. I want to say five or six years old. She doesn't show too much expressions. And the fact that the lady Teresa, she kind of um, figures that out. It's just heartbreaking because, you know, you know, when you like kind of sad and lonely and people could read that and you do your best shot to hide it, it, it just breaks you mentally. You know what I mean? So pretty much long story short, how this um turns into a revenge story. Teresa, she kind of drops off the kids saying, look, my adventure is too dangerous. She's like, I see you as my daughter now. I'm going to leave you here. I will come back to for you. Now she kills the yeoman that was in the tower. She left it. Think it's going to be scot free. But earlier she ran into the bandits and the whole thing, the number one rule for Claymore. You're not allowed to intervene with human activity. So you're not allowed to kill humans. You're not allowed to do all that shit. That's the number one rule in their organization. She did that shit, man. So, like, it ends, she just ended up breaking the rule to say Claire because she loves her now. That's what she sees her as her daughter. So she's on a run with Claire. Now the organization caught wind of this because they're always watching regardless. They like some creeps. They always watching pretty much sends these the top warriors remember Teresa's the number one so they send like their five best warriors now here's where it gets interesting the number two is a clumsy girl named Priscilla you know when we first introduced her she's like um this clumsy girl she seems like she's like you know nerdy she don't know what she's doing she always tripping and shit but they soon to find out like oh she could do all this she's super skilled and everything which is really good. It just, it kinda, I kind of like characters like that. They super like nerdy and clumsy on the outside. But when they really down the business, they get to it. They get busy and everything. So from there, she kind of like, you know, they hunting her down. Teresa's overwhelming her. She pushed past her limits. She's turned into a Yoma. Now, I know this is a lot of spoilers, but, you know, I'm just trying to give you the real reason to watch this. Now, the reason is she ends up killing Teresa because she went past her limits. She doesn't know she's a Yoma. The little girl, Claire, I'm not going to say how she did it, but she's the main reason why she became a um, Claymore because she wants to hunt down this um, Priscilla girl who still doesn't know she's a Yoma. Oh. So it just 
it's kind of cl- um contradicting. It's a lot of shit going on. It's like back and forth, but it's just a lot going now. Now me, I did enjoy it. You know, it's only one season. It did receive a dub. It was very well. I did watch both sub and dub. It was very like the voice acting was good. This show is pretty much where I Which think. Which one do you prefer? Though? Uh, preferably, I kind of enjoyed the dub a little more, but that's just me. Um, the sub was, but I think the sub is better, but I just prefer the dub. But, um, where I think the story really gets its wings, like it gets its best fruit set is the fact that it's so action heavy from the first episode. You seen action. You seen the, the girl, Claire, she's just straight out fighting already, you know, sword fights and shit. You know, it's really good. You know, so like, I kind of like it. I mean, and not only that, we get a female protagonist. We don't get that too many, especially in the Shonen um, era. So, you know, shows like um, Promise Neverland. That's why, not just because it's doing so well, but people could connect to, um, people could connect to, uh, what's her name? Emma. Now, I mean, personally, me, I think the show is really good, but at the same time, I can see its flaws. One of it is that it's a revenge story. It doesn't leave the story too much room to grow. And that's what I felt at the end of the season. It was like, all right, now she's kind of like, you know, done her thing with Priscilla, had her battle. Where do we go from here? And it's just like you introduce the next villain type. It kind of doesn't, it feels like it's never going to end. You know what I mean? So, like, that's just me. I personally didn't um, really see it growing from there. It just left it in a bubble. And that's nothing too wrong with that, as long as you perform it well. My rating for it is like a six out of 10. Um, power system is kind of iffy, in my opinion. But overpowering or what? A little, just because the fact that these claymores, they kind of base them off skill and experience. That's what I've seen so far. You've been around and experienced so much, like around the game fighting Yoma so many times, you kind of move up the rank, you know? But it doesn't match your power. Now, a lot of them, like, it kind of comes with creativity, how you want to use your power. But it just, it's, it, it just the writer didn't, it felt like it didn't seem like a power sensor where you could grow in. It only seemed like you have to be strong will to be this strong can you control your power type shit? You know what I mean? How long can you last? How long can you last before your limit reaches? So it just doesn't seem that much where like how strong you almost are type shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't really judge how strong she is without her going overpowered. And you can't even judge from there when she's overpowered, how, how strong is she compared to the other ones? You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's a little iffy. I mean, some of the characters felt static. They couldn't stand still. They don't really grow too much. And, some of them do some of them don't uh i preferably have wish people would watch this because i think it is kind of underrated but like i said my rating for it is a six out of ten it's pretty good but i will leave you to go out there and watch it because i don't want to spoil the whole thing because there is a lot more that goes down that i didn't cover in this just a small little taste of what it's about just a small little man y'all go ahead and tap into claymore man and that right there was the boogie review yes sir man hey man and right there we're out that's the episode right there man thank y'all for tuning in don't forget to check out the music and sports episode yes sir all right we out this bitch